Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. A horrible case of animal abuse in Nova Scotia as a young dog was found starved to death on the backseat of a car with a bag of dog food on the front seat. Dr. Stanley Corrin, psychology professor emeritus, international dog behavior expert and author, joined me to speak about that. I have to I have to share this story with you. It, it it breaks your heart, but it's something that needs to be not ignored. It's a horrible case of animal abuse in Nova Scotia as a a young dog was found starved to death on the back seat of a car with a bag of food on the front seat. The dog had been clawing through the cage in which it was confined, trying to eat the foam of the car seat. Now, when the owner of this dog was taken to court, she received uh, four months house arrest, 20 months probation, and a 10-year ban on owning a pet. The Nova Scotia SPCA executive director is, um, or chief provincial inspector, is absolutely disappointed in the uh, in the verdict that uh, chief inspector was at the scene when the dog was found. I can't imagine... I can't imagine such abject cruelty in a human being, but clearly it's it's the case. Meanwhile, in in Alberta, a woman who was convicted of uh, substandard in criminal behavior, quote unquote, toward animals, was um, sentenced to nine months in uh, in prison. Dr. Stanley Corrin joins me uh, on the Roy Green Show, psychology professor emeritus at UBC. He's an international dog behavior expert. He's an author of uh, some of the greatest books on dogs. My favorite is Born to Bark. You know that, Stan. <laughs> Thank you. I like that one, too. <laughs> because because it describes the, the little gremlin in my house just absolutely perfectly. <laughs> but uh, Living with a terrier is a whole different oh, life. <laughs> man. The first terrier I've ever had. I mean, I've had Rottweilers, German Shepherds, Dobermans. Uh, and and then came the little guys, and this little terrier, he is just a going nonstop, twenty four seven concern. This dog is a he he. I've never experienced anything like it, but I'm I'm just having the the time of my life with him. His buddy not doing so well. His buddy is uh, is blind and now almost totally deaf. He's only eleven years old, but not doing so well. But this uh, this this. This story, you know, when we have an animal and they're not doing well, and it 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 hurts you physically or emotionally because you don't you can't talk to them about it. You can only do your best. You go to the vet. You try to get things squared away. And yet here we have this story of this dog owner who has this young dog. There's a photograph of it in the, on Global News site, and she, she leaves it on the back seat of a car and leaves it to starve to death with a bag of dog food on the front seat. I can't. For the life of me, understand the level of cruelty that person is capable of. Well, there's 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 
two things going on over here. One is the possibility that it is, in fact, cruelty. And the other thing is the possibility that it's just ignorance and neglect. And uh, they're two separate issues. You know, the real trick over here is, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be very difficult for us to understand her behavior. But the, the, the real trick here is, is to figure out you know, what you need to do to prevent that sort of thing from happening. And, you know, that kind of prevention um, really has to start uh, when you're rearing a kid. Um, you have to um, get a child to interact with animals in a way which is not harmful and which allows them to form some sort of bond. And that's really not something which you know, takes um, a lot of rocket science to do. I mean, the very first thing which you have to do is um, you have to make sure that kids um, know the name of the animal that they're talking to. Names are really, really important. If you If you give a child the name of something and you have them talk to that animal and watch the way it responds, um, you know, that's the first step of building a bond. The second thing which we have to do is we have to teach kids to recognize the emotional expressions of animals. I mean, it's a remarkable thing that in in our schools today, um, you know, one out of every four families in Canada lives with a dog. And yet uh, most school programs spend absolutely zero time in in showing kids how to read the basic emotional expressions of a dog. Um, and if you can get the child to read those emotional, emotional expressions and recognize that those expressions are changing because of the child's behavior, then you're starting to establish a bond where the, where the individual recognizes that, that what they're doing is affecting how that animal feels. You know, I, that, I, I understand that, and, I, and I, I don't disagree with you. I'm just trying to understand how someone can be so horribly callous. And, well, well, and, I, and this, I'm, I'm sure you're answering my question for me with your explanation. Well, I, I, I mean, you, you think that that's callous. Uh, you know, it was just three years ago that there was an artist... Um, um, who, as his piece of art, what he did was he took and he built this collage uh, made of dog biscuits and then chained a dog um, to a wall um, where the dog couldn't read the dog biscuits, it couldn't reach the dog biscuits, and let it starve to death. And that was a piece of art. I mean, you know, <laughs> but some people... I don't understand. <laughs> you know, really, you Stan, know, Stan, 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 that's what prisons are for. <laughs> right. You, I mean, it, 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 it was hideous. I mean, you know, I wrote extensively about it, and a whole bunch of other people wrote extensively about it. Uh, and um, But, you know, there are some people who simply have no empathy. I mean, they, they, and, and, and that, you know, if you, if you don't recognize that what you're doing is causing suffering, then, you know, you do whatever you do. Do you want people and, like that around children? I mean, that's the reason why we have, uh, 
so many cases of parents damaging children because they have not developed that empathy. Um, and it's the same sort of thing. I mean, you know, in many respects, uh, one of the things that psychologists have learned is that the way that people treat their animals is, in fact, the way they're going to treat their kids. Um, you know, the, the, the average dog has a mind equivalent to a human two- to three-year-old, and most of us recognize that. Mm-hmm. You know, we recognize it in the way that we talk to the dog. But they have the manipulative skills of a 45-year-old. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, I mean, they're they're Olympic athletes at that level. Yeah. But 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 we talk to them, you know, mm-hmm. in the same way that we talk to kids. You mm-hmm. know, so you want to go to walk, have a walk? Yes, you do. I know you do. Right? <laughs> you know, that sort of baby talk, right? Uh, we're recognizing that these things are basically, you know, Babies. operating at the level of a kid, yeah. and and um, and if you're doing that, um, you know, who's going to harm a child? Yeah. Unless you're flawed. And, and and unfortunately, there are some individuals who are basically flawed. And the, animal pay, and the animal pays the price. The animal pays the price, yes. And, and, and the animal is almost going to try to help you become a better person. And the animal is always going to try to help you build the relationship. That animal is always going to give you the best they have. You know, they'll always give you 100% of what they have. And it'll be affection. It'll be It'll be completely... Uh, uncompromised uh, affection that's going to be there for you 100% of the time. And when you're having the worst day of your life, those dogs exactly. or that dog is going to be there for you. And I experienced that personally, as other people have. Yeah, and, and the thing about it is, you know, if you can rescue an animal like this before they die, I mean, the thing about it is they're going to come back and still have affection for people. I Isn't mean, that something, thank- huh? Yeah. You know, thank God they've got short memories. So. You know, they've, they've seen they've seen that with with dogs that have been uh, that have been raised to f- f- be fighting dogs. That's right. And uh, and those dogs, with proper care and proper attention and love, will become affectionate, loving. They have at least they have the chance. They have a chance to become yeah, affectionate. They don't always. They can't always be brought back. Well, they have a chance of becoming affectionate, loving uh, family pets, which which means, you know, I mean, I, I, for, uh, I've got to tell you, Stan, this is so disturbing to me. I just had to talk to you about this story, and I've had emails from people across the country who have also said to me, don't let that story go by. So, yeah, yeah. I wish that, uh, you know, the people in my profession, in psycho- uh, that psychologists, could figure out a way to, you know, isolate these these individuals who are going to do these sorts of horrible things in advance, mm-hmm. and you know, and then maybe we can engage in some sort of treatment. But you know, we can't do it until they actually act this out. But we there are the markers. That, you know, if the individual, you know, doesn't recognize that their behaviors are having an influence on on the animal, and they don't have any empathy. I mean, those are the markers. That's and, where you start to worry. And don't let your kids get away with it. No, 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 no. No, you know, you make the child, if the child has hurt the dog, for example, and sometimes they do it in intent, you know, unintentionally, they grab an ear or, mm-hmm. or, or that sort of thing. You make the child, uh, you know, apologize to the dog, give the dog a treat, and then recognize that the dog is now happy with them. That's going to prevent that sort of thing from yeah. happening in the yeah. future. Stan, thank you so much for the time. It's always a, okay. always a privilege. 
All right. Well, next time, give me a happy story to talk about. I will. <laughs> All I will. right. Take care. I got lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Stanley Corrin, born to bark. I got lots of those. You know, my, my little guy does now, where after he's eaten, he's decided he's, he now knows how to get, well, he, he wants attention all the time. So what he does is he goes walk, walks over to his water bowl, and he stares at it. And then he'll look down the hall to wherever I am, and he'll stare at me, and I pretend not, not to notice. And then I hear, arp, arp. and that's his, him telling me, hey, big fella. I need some water. So in, instead of just ignoring him and having him dip his head into the bowl and slurp the water like his buddy does, yeah, I get up and I walk over and I pick up the water bowl and I hold it for him while he drinks the water. So he's trained me very well. I love Stan's story. Stan told us a story not so long ago about uh, what dogs will do if they've got two in the house. And each of them has a treat. One of the dogs will quite often go to a window and start barking like Hades to distract the other dog who then runs to the window to see what's going on, leaving the treat behind, at which point the first dog leaps for the treat, that having been the attempt all along. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.